It's Sports Arena and it is Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World of Extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view special and factually fact-fact thing that we can find. You myself, Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing all right. I'm looking for those factually fact-fact things that you were just talking about. Well. I'm ready. Before we get going, I've, I've got a confession to make. Last week with the episodes, I um, I got the numbers wrong. <sighs> I know, it's a revelation. This week we're doing episodes 248 and 249. Oh. I think so next week is episode 250 and therefore the, the next Mount Rushmore. It is indeed. That'd be a special episode in itself. But um, I'm not really going to find out, I guess, if I'm keeping tallies right until we get to 401. I think you're right. And and to be honest, at that point, who cares? Well, yeah. I mean, people can't be that far out. I mean, we say the episode, so I like to think we're in a good place. So for anyone who's joined us during the journey and doesn't understand why we, we're confused by this, the, the network used to have the numbers of the episodes. So it was really nice and easy to keep track. And somewhere along the line, the network decided that it was going to go on the dates and not the numbers of the episodes as well, which kind of screwed us ever so slightly. So Paul has been physically counting, um, but, you know, it starts getting a little bit... Yeah, I mean, they could have just put in little brackets or something. A little EP thought, there. I mean, nice. Yeah, something that just allowed you to just... Yeah. <sighs> but we are here... We are still in January of 1998. Like I said, looking at episodes 248 and 249 of ECW Hardcore TV. And we have a whole load of everything and a whole load of nothing happening again. So it's going to be interesting. It is the, the usual ECW uh, pay-per-view build that we have become so fond of. It is. But, spoiler alert, we do have an absolute beauty line from Taz. Which might steal the whole show, in my opinion. I thought it was decent. Um, so we start off with episode 248, which is around the 21st of January 1998. We get an interview with Taz. I think this is all from House Party 1998. It is, yeah. Because it sort of it slips out in commentary. It wasn't sort of an official thing. So interview with Taz, he's interrupted pretty much straight away by Mr. Wright, who basically introduces um, WWF superstar, former TV champion, man that broke Taz's neck with Dean Malenko and all this other great accolades, which I'm sure he's extremely proud of. Um, Flash Funk, a.k.a. Scorpio, comes out to a big yes. welcome back, John. He comes out as Flash Funk um, jacket. The yeah, he's 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 WWE superstar, WWF superstar, Flash Funk, um, or is he? Oh, so he still gets a, a good reaction, despite obviously being there. Um, we then he gets it's this very weird uh, kind of reaction because he gets the. Holy shit! It's too cold. We love too cold. We're, we're great to you know. It's great to be seeing back, and then everyone kind of remembers that their role in the pantomime. So he then gets a you sold out chart. Yeah, 
it's just um but it's kind of crazy how like you have the same guy back who is loved you're given the wwe name and sonny's almost like you're gonna like heal on him and turn on him well it's like um you know like Taz coming out with sure. two Z's. And, and and Rey Mysterio at one night stand doing the six one nine. Yeah, and wearing baggy trousers, not the tight trousers. Because that's his WWE sort of yeah. gear and all that jazz. Yeah, no, it's wild. It's so wild. Um, yeah, so basically this, we're going to get Taz versus Flash Funk up next. They're doing the introdu- uh, introductions. He starts to introduce him as Flash Funk. He grabs the mic, whispers to Styles, and Styles reintroduces him as Scorpio. Gets a nice pop from the crowd. Liked it. Um, Wright comes steaming over to him. He nails Wright, then hits him with a moonsault. So massive babyface turn out of nowhere. And um, yeah, we then get Taz versus Scorpio. We do. I'm, I'm kind of mixed with Taz versus Scorpio because the last person we saw Scorpio against in ECW was literally Taz. In Taz repeatedly squashing him. And telling him just to get out. Yeah. So for now him to disappear to the Fed and come back, but be a lot more competitive, it just feels a bit like, it's totally believable. You know, it's a great match, but it's just a bit of all the people. It just seems a bit, oh, this is the guy who actually kicked the crap out of you like a couple of months ago. So. I felt a couple of months ago, probably about two years ago. (laughs) A couple of months ago. Um, Time means nothing. In between pandemics and watching four episodes in a row, it all just skews. Um, it was probably like 1993. Um, <laughs> but I will, I will, in in the the kayfabe world and all the rest of it, uh, one of the reasons Taz was e- able to beat Scorpio so easily before is because Taz was able to prepare for Scorpio. Scorpio didn't realise he was preparing for Taz, and also Scorpio had wrestled a few other people before then. So he was he was worn down and, and Taz kind of he was you know knew it was getting with Scorpio. Here, Scorpio has had chance to not only hone his craft and learn a new hold, but to prepare for Taz. Taz didn't know who he was going up against and therefore wasn't prepared as he should have been for his opponent. Hence really, the, that's a great way of dissecting it all. I'll totally give you that. Because I Thank thought, you. oh, I mean, Scorpio's back. But it was part of a talent exchange because Scorpio's part of the job squad. So he obviously goes back now, to the Raw. On this? Yeah. Uh, and this is an aside, but but Al Snow, job yep. squad t-shirt. Yeah. I know the job squad from the stories, from the, the newsletters and things like that at the time, the internet it would have been at the time. Um and I know the job squad from what it becomes in WWE for a little while. Al Snow is the job squad. Yeah. He is, he is part of the job squad now. He's wearing the job squad T-shirts now. Yeah. Who's he jobbing to? Well, this, this, this is a great point. Again, two great points you brought up now. This is... Um... <laughs> I mean, we're keeping tallies this week. At underscore sports arena for all your conversational <laughs> needs. And we will be back next week because Jay's hit his quota <laughs> of two good points. So he's out of here. Just in case people want to know, 
if we're raising good points. I'm going to point them out now. That was a good point. So, no, yeah, I understand, you know, in a past life, he was um, jobbing a lot as Leif Cassidy. But like you said, now surely Paul Diamond should be the job squad. Yeah. The pin me, pay me. Chris Chetty or... or, Any other people that are constantly jobbing. Yeah, you know, he's not winning every match. But he's, he's super competitive in all of them. Yeah, he's not a jobber. And his win-loss record's got to be all right at this point. Oh, especially with the current character, yeah, massively. He's won more than he's lost. RVD was transitional. I'd count that as, but again, extremely competitive. And um, I don't know who else he's lost to since then. Clean sweep on Paul Diamond. Yeah. Who won the tag match? last week where he was in the, the Team Extreme Oh I don't know if there was the winner I'm trying to think he wouldn't have got pinned though No He wouldn't have got pinned we remembered that um, Yeah no yeah no totally he's, he's not really still really cool t-shirts but yeah he's not a jobber at this point um, No Scorpio versus Taz again Great match, exactly what you'd expect. Taz picks up the victory as well he should. Guys, guys, momentum needs to be, you know, really protected at the moment, and it is. Um, is it worth going back and sort of looking at this? You haven't seen it, not necessarily, but it's a fun match nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not one you're going to want to fast forward. It's it's not one you're probably going to want to go and seek out. Well, exactly. So. That's what happens. Next up, it pretty much jumps straight to Rob Van Dam versus Bam Bam Bigelow, doesn't it? It does. It's a really weird show this week. It's sort of, that's it. Yeah, they suddenly have these shows that are, are like Match all habits. business. Yeah. Really sort of just like long times or a couple of segment matches. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow versus RBD. I think out of the two matches this week, this is probably my favourite. I would agree. Obviously, it's not as exciting as the TV title match they have in the future for obvious reasons. But um, Styles kind of, it kind of worked. I think their Styles kind of sort of went to a decent level together. I mean, Bam Bam is a great worker. Yeah. He's a bit exposed on the mic, as we've talked about. Um, But, you know, especially as the big man... He is a great, great worker. He does really do some good stuff. I mean, he's he's just, I mean, he's, he looks huge in ECW, as we've talked about previously. And he's just got the right level of, of um, agility. You know, he's always been quite swift for a big man. And that just allows him to, to do some, some really decent looking spots with the likes of RVD. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I I think he's he's pretty damn good. Oh, massively! I mean, um, yeah, the match itself, like it's just just great. Um, I'm trying to think. The ending, Candido sort of comes down. He takes out Candido. Obviously, they've had a couple of altercations by now. Yep. Um, Sunny appears. Yeah, begging off Candido. Candido's got his injured arm still. So, you know, he's walked in, he's got hit by greetings from Asprey Park. Um, 
uh, he's 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 begging, he's you know basically laid out injured arm and all. So Sonny runs in to to like beg off Bam Bam and try to get him to stop. I mean, again, and Bam Bam being the face. Yeah, basically, um, picks him picks up Sonny, then Francine appears and he picks up Francine. Hey, Francine's Fran- almost wearing a dress. <laughs> she wearing part I mean, of you it. know. Please, please don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about this, but but it does feel like maybe the fastening on the back might have come loose as she was running to the ring or something. Um, yeah, just just very odd. <laughs> um, if, looking back on, it's got nothing to do with Francine. Looking back on 2020, sort of knowledge and that and this. Would it be like, do you kind of think, how could you not know that they had a relationship with WWE? Yeah. Do you know I mean, I know you get caught up in the time, but as as a fan at the time, I mean, obviously it's hard because we didn't watch it. We weren't talking to people because obviously in the UK it wasn't, you know, we had our run in Bravo. That's finished now. We don't pick up again until 99. Yeah. No, we, we, we had the six episodes that also... Yeah. That- and are probably still running at the moment. <laughs> To be fair, they literally went for about a year and a half, just six episodes. Although Impact Wrestling apparently not now. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? They're getting rid of the Fight Network. Yeah, Impact Wrestling for the UK will be available on the Impact app. Which is like crazy, going completely off subject, because that was actually beating Raw in ratings only a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, always hard to judge with the UK market because Raw's, Raw was on pay-per-view channels, yeah. whereas Impact was on Terrestrial. preview channels. Similar to what AEW is now. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah. That's absolutely crazy. Especially I've just started getting into it again because the Good Brothers have turned up. And Brian Myers, Brian Myers is doing some great stuff. The, the, professional, the most professional wrestler. Yeah, so that's that's a shame. So um, hopefully it might pop up somewhere, get back on Channel 5 or something. But um, yeah, how could, like I said, even as a neutral, when you knew, you know, the whole big thing about people jumping ship to WCW and all this, without dirt sheets or whatever was available at the time, you'd have a knowledge to think, hey, that's a bit weird that Flash Funk has randomly just turned up here and they keep referencing WWE every week. And Vince has... Leaf Cassidy, as has Furnace and Lafon, as has Brackus, as has Sonny now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not... Sonny, Sonny just keeps checking in and out. I mean, I, I didn't realize just how much she was in ECW whilst in. I didn't. I, I thought she got fired, appeared with Chris Candido, where he fought Sabu once, and that was it. And that was her part of it until they went to WCW. That's, that's yeah. the way I sort of thought. Like I said, I didn't realize at all that. She had so many sort of cameos, as it were. But um, yeah, no, very, very strange because you would sort of, you would like sort of think, oh wow, what's going on? Why is everyone here all the time? Yeah, I mean, you, you would, you would definitely think so, wouldn't you? I mean, it is a um, very weird setup that they just keep kind of arriving. Yeah, I suppose maybe the working relationship was known. I guess it was the funding that wasn't known. Maybe. maybe, maybe, maybe people with knowledge are like, yeah, you know, they've got they've got a working relationship where they sort of might swap talent, but 
people didn't know that ECW was getting funded by WWE. But again, it's you know you 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 pick your your stories and you pick your lies, don't you? So um, you know they've got a working relationship, but but fuck he, fuck WWF who are trying to put them out of business. Trying to put them out of business by keep sending them people. Yeah. I mean, unless they're like weird Trojan horse kind of, you know, these people are rubbish, but we're going to send them to you anyway, which makes no sense at all. What's the, what's the slight here? What's, what's, how does that poison the company? That's the thing. And the people that are getting sent are absolute trash as well. It, it's really weird because you could see, if you were Paul Heyman, you could see asking for you know, furnace and yeah, cravat and, and like, Scorpio. You sort of view them as ECW alumni anyway. And that's the thing. You could see them asking for those back. Yeah. So they are trash in the sense that WWE, no. WWF has trashed them. Yeah. I think technically still WWE, isn't he? Yeah. Sure he is. Yeah, I, I think you're right, which is why it goes back. Yeah. Um, and this is it. You know, it's, it, it, you could you could make the case that he's who he's answering for because, you know, if you if you want these people, then then you know if you think you can do something with these people, then do it. But um, yeah, the same role. If 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 there was an ask for any talent, then why you're not going for the Undertaker or you know wrestlers like that? Then um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Or just some form. Like I said, like, Jerry Lawler is the biggest name that's come over. And that was yeah. short and done. Yeah, that was, like, what, three appearances? So that's, like... <laughs> but they got some mileage out of that. They really did milk that Oh, don't be wrong. It was, it the nice. angle itself is tremendous. I just feel like it's running off fumes at the moment. It's, like... It's, it's that weird, like, oh, who's doing the invasion? Oh, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, the Pitbulls, and Baracus. Okay. Furnace and the Fod. Yeah, but even they're sporadic, though. They're not in it all the time. And and it is this weird kind of, you know, there's people who are coming over to invade and people are coming over to not. So, so um, Al Snow comes over, but he's, he's, he's an ECW extremist. He's fine. And then... Flash Funk comes in, but but no, he's he's an ECW original, so he's fine. And you're kind of sitting there going, but but how are they different? How is that not the same conversation? Why why are yeah. they not invading if they've come in to to take spots and take jobs and to beat ECW people? I mean, Al Snow's having a, a storming run beating ECW people. Well, yeah, it, I just, uh, I don't know, like I said, it's just, it's just, it's just weird who they've sort of been left with a little bit. Like, it just feels very much like, like we said before, the, the WCW, ECW invasion in WWE, when you just feel like you're sort of left with WWE guys that are claiming to be from somewhere else. Yeah. And I think by the end of it, Booker T was the only actual WCW guy. But um, yeah, match itself is good. So Bam Bam has these people. Shane Douglas comes in the ring, it kicks him, and Rob Van Dam picks up the win. One of a kind. 
So, um, yeah, um, decent match. Not bad. Like I said, looking forward to their matches in the future. But that was a good little teaser. So that was decent stuff. That was the end of the episode. Takes us to around the 28th of January, 1998, episode 249. We start off with highlight videos of the whole Rude Douglas Bigelow backstory, in case y'all forgot. Yeah, a little bit of retelling, a little bit of um, being able to tweak it slightly to try and fit where they ended rather than what we lived through. Um, I thought it was clever. I thought we've got every right it to is. do that. Absolutely. And and as long as you've not lived through it, then you can definitely get away with, with pretending it goes a little bit differently. Well, yeah, it's basically Shane Douglas bought Rick Rude into the company to find him the best competition possible. And he ended up getting Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Rather than Rick Rude appear to fuck with the franchise because he wanted to sleep with Francine. Yep. But he, ended up, he ended up sleeping with Francine and becoming the franchise's ally, even though he's not really his ally. He's picking people to test. I don't even know how they got to where they got to. I just remember jumpers and um, random matches. Axel yeah, and then paid off the the the. the the uh, prime time by the way, yeah, that was it. I was, I wanted to go for I was, I, oh, prime time, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Um, but prime um, do, do, do. <laughs> WW, yeah, and, and impact, wasn't it? Prime time, skipper, yeah, part of sports entertainment extreme. Sure. Um Second impact reference in the episode. I know, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was all kind of... The, the, the Brian Lee stuff was all kind of um, just skipped over. Yeah, massively. I mean, I guess he's still doing um, the cycles of apocalypse and all that sort of jazz this week. Um but yeah, no, it was, it was it was cool. So we had that. And the reasoning for that is basically for the opening segment with Shane Douglas coming to the ring and teasing his retirement because he hurt his elbow. Yeah. Tad dramatic, I think. When you've got people on other channels with broken necks but still being on TV week in, week out. So I didn't I didn't raised this on the last episode, but the franchise runs out and, and you know boots bam bam etc. Um how did you feel about franchise's t-shirt? Was that the Francine four sixty nine? Was it Francine four sixty nine or franchise four sixty nine? I thought it was Francine four sixty nine. That would make a little bit more sense. Yeah I'm but sure how, it was that was Francine's t shirt, yeah. How did you feel about it? Um I'm aware of it. I wouldn't personally buy it, but I'm aware of it. <laughs> I, I there's points where they do knock off some homages, parodies of which I think are clever and think are, are or whatever. But and I don't know. Again, this might be a a 2020 tired view of 
the redone Austin 316 shirt because everyone's done, you know, it, 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 I, it's either an Austin 316 parody or a Bullet Club parody that everyone's had. I, I didn't realise how much they ripped off the 316 t-shirt in ECW, how desperate they were to get that, a little piece of that pie. Because obviously they have this yeah. one. Uh, the Job Squad was Job Squad 316. Wasn't it? 24-7. Job Squad 24-7. That was it? it? I swear the one he had said um, 316 underneath or something. It looked very, um, something like that. And, um, and then the Taz T-shirt, he has one coming out saying Taz... 6.32, twice as pissed. That's coming yeah. soon. But yeah, normally it's job store 24-7, but I think this one, he had a weird black one, and I swear it said 3.16 or something on it. You know, he's at the back when bam, bam. It may have been. So I'm trying to look at the moment. So there's the job, stop, job squad black and blue crew, which I always thought was quite good. Um... Yeah, it's not really showing me. Job score one, two, three, four, life. Type uh, job squad three sixteen. This is riveting. Welcome to <laughs> We Google Podcast. We Google T-shirts. Your weekly look at us googling T-shirts. Yeah, I think I might have found it. Job Squad 316, I just got you over. I mean, that's not even really that clever, is it? Yeah, I just found it on eBay, but it wasn't really. Yeah, there's, there's, um, yeah, Job Squad 316 t shirts. I'm sure it was Job Squad 316. I'm positive because I wouldn't have clocked, um, Sort of twenty four seven because I've seen it, so it wouldn't mean anything to me. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, like I said, I just thought it was really like bizarro. They sort of went down that sort of route again. Like I said, Taz has it again. I get it. It's, it's ridiculous, popular. It's hard. You know, we sort of lived it. I I own this t shirt because I remember we went out to Florida. You know, we we bought it yeah. and stuff like that. Same with the NWO ones. So we we got a taste of it, but in the UK, it was nothing like it was. <laughs> I mean, geez, you know, you're walking down the high street wearing NWO, you know, sort of shirts and people shouting out too sweet and stuff like that. That's craziness. Yeah. So, yeah. same like the Austin 316. So, I can understand why they would go for, like, similar. But you can't... One sort of came organically from a promo and the others are just a phrase you've sort of thrown on where you're like, what does Job Squad 316 even mean? Like, what, why? I think Francine for 69 is quite self-explanatory. But... Again, just a bit too close for me. I, I just... Um, but, you know... But it's one of them, minutes. You, you'd buy it at the show, sort of wear it in the crowd, and then what are you going to do with it? 
It's sort of that sort of no, but you know what I mean, it is though, isn't it? It'd just yeah. be but um yeah, so he's basically the doctors have said retire, every doctor said retire. But he says, you know, screw it. This is nineteen ninety eight, isn't it? So yeah. the fact Francine shirt that you parody is Austin three sixteen and nothing to do with DX. Well, yeah. If you're going to make that joke, surely DX is where you go with it. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, again, you kind of look at promotions and how it all works. I mean, how how great would have ECW been with like a pro wrestling tease? Yeah. I mean, they were so renegade to everything they did. It would have it would have been like so perfect with. Similar to what AEW is doing now, I guess, but wow, they would have they would have easily been. Yeah, and just the ability for for the wrestlers to own their little shtick of it. So, you know, their own creativity could have come out on their t shirt designs and things like that. Oh, massively. Just um pure craziness. So yeah, so Shane Douglas comes out, says he's been told to retire <laughs> by everyone. And then um, basically turn around and says he's not retiring. Um, simple as that, really. Yes. And we then get it where Baba Bigo's out the back, shot from you, just see the back of him, talks about Shane Douglas not retiring, says he's after triple threat and he's looking for a partner. And Joey Styles says, I can't be your partner. And he's a bit like, I don't want you to be my partner. <laughs> I'm just talking to you, Joey, because did the interview. So, yeah, so part of what franchises has said about not retiring is that at the end of whatever the next show is, Hostile City Showdown, maybe? Um, must be, yeah, sure it's around. Um, the triple threat will be at full strength, all holding up three fingers. Yeah, it's all clever. Which- which means that everyone thinks that Lance Storm is going to move from being the uh, the, the, the rookie to actually a, a bona fide triple threat member. I mean, that's why I bless think. him, he loves it. I feel like he's going to be the new triple threat member. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Um, nothing yeah, so Batman's all about Shane looking for a partner. We didn't get. Um, bad man walking around the locker room for a partner. This is where he bumps into Al Snow wearing the shirt that we've just discussed. And oh, I don't know, I just love Al Snow. He's like yeah. going around, no one wants to be his partner. And he's just like, I'll be your partner. We'll be your partner. <laughs> and he's just sort of like, got this whole kind of what the fuck look on his face. He's like, we'll be your partner. And Bad man doesn't even like saying no or yes. He just sort of just walks off. Shaking his head, yeah. Shaking his head, finds Taz and um, pretty much calls Taz out about it, which Taz takes great offence to, apparently. Um, we did see all the drama from Taz, oh, Taz, Bam Bam versus Rob Van Dam last week. We then get still a big, good match. He's still a good match, great match. Go back and watch it. Get Big D Duckley on the way to the ring, get ready for a match with Taz. Um, Taz is seen sort of out the back making his way and sort of says something towards the camera before going through the curtain. So, well, this is the thing. It wasn't meant to be Big Dick Dudley versus Taz. It was 
Dick, Big Dick Dudley versus someone else who I can't remember. Yeah. And then Taz pushes him out of the way and says, no, it's me. I, you know, I, I want to go choke someone out and declares that they need to play his music. And you see Heyman and Flustered going, well, play his music, play his music. Yeah, see, stuff so, like this, I think, is like quite clever. Yeah. I think it's, like, decent. Um, Taz destroys old uh, Big Dick and also takes out Devon. And, and let's say he looks strong in this match. Nothing really to review in this match or even say go back and watch it. It's just sort of very short, kicking the crap out, yes. crap, crap out of old Big Dick. But it gets him over. I'm a big fan of fast Taz matches. We've said about this. Promo by Taz, Sand, Billy, Bigelow, you want to single him out. Nobody singles him out. Gets the um, crowd to say, um, the beat me if you can, is it? Yep. Yeah. It takes a couple can. of times, but yeah. Yeah, he does the beat me you can survive if you let you, but he's not happy with how much they get involved, so he makes them say it again. And that just felt a bit too babyface for me, but... Or just cut yeah. it and edit it. I don't know. I was, I was splitting hairs of it all, but you just the, the character you just sort of nitpick bits with him. Yeah, I mean, he, it feels as if he should be. I mean, bearing in mind he's kind of chirped at the crowd before. I don't need you. I don't need anyone. Blah blah blah. Um, it feels as if he should be more kind of you know this isn't sing along with the great one style kind of exactly. stuff rather than. Come you on, know, guys, you're we gonna, can do better than that. You, you're going to finish my shtick. Yeah, we can all do better than that. I can't hear you. He was like, okay. Where was that attitude when he was cutting the promo through the door and it wasn't working? So, so we then get highlights of Taz beating Douglas from WrestlePalooza 97. Fine to show it. I, I don't know if you need to show it, but it's fine to show it. I mean, it's building that it's, it's reminding people that these two have history and, and you know, that he is the the answer to the threat that is the triple threat. Um, although he's the answer to every threat, as we found out over the last however many episodes. Well, this is the problem. Begged to be the tag team partner here and begged to be the tag team partner there and begged to be the tag team partner everywhere. This is the problem I have, and obviously this is the problem we get to with the promo because a lot of things are said that are very similar. Yeah. Um, so we see that. We then get Al Snow versus Paul Diamond. Uh, Job Squad picking up the win as Al Snow beats Paul Diamond. Good match. Yeah, decent match. Like I said, I, I like Paul Diamond. I think he's a solid, solid worker. Al Snow's definitely a solid worker, so can't complain. Nice little match. Yeah. Uh, we get a video of Rob Van Dam doing the Van Dam lift, which is, to be fair, it's actually really impressive. It is. I mean, it feels weirdly out of place. It does, but it's getting him over as sort of an elite athlete, I guess. So he sort of does the splits, and as he's sort of doing the splits on this um, sort of raised platform, he sort of lifts up a, it's 100 kg or something? Or... Something like that. It's a heavy old dumbbell. Yeah, he basically just lifts it up and holds it up to him while still doing the splits and sort of levitating, I guess. And just, uh, yeah, it's impressive. Into that sort of thing. Uh, we get a promo from the Triple Threat, which is obviously Shane Douglas, Chris Candido, Francine, but they're with Lance Storm. Uh, they talk loyalty. 
they they have the in basically did they say they were going to kick Bam Bam out anyway? Yeah, because all beast from the east, beast from the east, and they got fed up with it because he wasn't really thinking about the triple threat, and they were going to throw him out anyway. So he did him a favour. Sort of cycle all those lines. Um, they throw up the triple threat sign. Lance Storm throws it up again. Chris Candido's like, not yet, and puts it down again. It's, I don't know. It makes me chuckle. They needed more Chris Candido on this show this week. Um, so we then had that happen. Oh, well, so then we sort of went back to almost like the Pulp Fiction days. We had loads of random promos. Al Snow kind of promo upside down. Yep. Went back to like Lance Storm saying he can't wait to be able to do the sort of the triple threat free and Candido sort of piping up again. And then we got the, um, from my favorite bit, which is going to be Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam just walking around the streets in his wrestling gear, as one does. Finds Taz, sort of challenges. When he was looking for Taz's car, all I could think about was when he was on Raw and he got that orange car from Dude's Where My Car. And I sort of wanted it to be that. But, um, you know, she's looking for Taz. He finds Taz very similar to what we had with Dreamer, where he's like, please be my partner. And he's just like, no, he's like, be my partner. He's like, I'll be your partner. Or like, we'll team, but you've got to let me defend my title against you. That's what he said, wouldn't it? Yeah. So we had that. And then we had my favourite line in the whole sort of situation where he's like, you'll be my partner. And Taz replies, no, I'll be your saviour. Which was an awesome line. It was an awesome line. It just, it just, you know, with all the craziness going on, it was just, just a cool, cool, decent line, I think, to throw out there. So I enjoyed that. I, mean, I still have issues in the sense that Taz is having to barter for people to be his challengers. Um, you know, it, it's just a very weird kind of, you know, I'm going to give you a shot against the belt that means everything to me, the, the most prestigious belt in the world. But I'm chasing down people to give them a shot at it. Oh, massively. It's like, why is sort of no one involved with that? Do you know what I mean? There should be someone. I, I guess it's almost like this is he should have the Rick Rude character with him. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, his character is begging for someone to throw challenge at him because he's squashing people. So it's almost like if you want to go down that route, then he should have had the Rick Rude esque sort of character saying, right, boom. He's a new challenger. Yeah, and it's weird because the you know there's such an understanding that the likes of Brackus aren't a threat that they're kind of like, well, yeah, but you know he's he has to search out people to challenge him for his championship. So it is it's this weird kind of you know it's not as if he's kind of gone. Do you know what? I, I don't give two fucks about championships and titles but what this means is it means that people want to come and fight me because they want this gold and what i want is people to come and fight me so i will wear this belt proudly knowing that everyone's going to target me and come for me and when they do i'm going to choke them out 
Well, exactly. Like, that's, that's where you need to be with it. And, um, yeah, it just, that's it. None of it's awful. It's just, you could just tweak it and make it sort of amazing. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, so I guess we're going to get Bam Bam and Taz teaming up against the Triple Threat. Next week. Which um, is going to be pretty exciting. Looking forward to that. And what else is happening next week? Um, I mean, you do because you mentioned it. So it's hard for me to pretend like you it, don't know. <laughs> is it us talking about the conversations we have with people throughout the week at underscore Sports Arena or Instagram and Twitter? Well, that's that's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on underscore Sports Arena on Instagram and Twitter, and even more will happen, I reckon, this week. Especially because we talk about the the modern stuff as well as the classic stuff. We do like the. Thunderdome and MLW MLW this week on MLW uh, a little character known as CM Punk makes his debut don't know if you've ever heard of him what did he go on to do I don't know but we can find out where it began I don't think he's still in the business he obviously didn't have a very good run Brew wants to be an ultimate fighter um, <laughs> like Taz just like Taz Punk's in the new UFC game that's the thing I've heard that. Mm. I've not checked out the new UFC game, but I've heard that Punk's in it, yes. which intrigued me. Yeah, good for Punk. But no ice cream bars in sight. Yeah, no, so yeah, get Punk's debut this week. So, um, yeah, MLW's always great. It's worth checking out. It's free on YouTube. Uh, you'd be a fool not to look at it because it is the kind of natural continuation of ECW. It's the evolution. It's the next generation that quietly confident would have appeared in ECW given half the chance as a lot of them went on to be Paul Heyman guys anyway it kind of made sense absolutely um, but yeah as Jay rightly said get involved with the conversation at underscore sports arena on Instagram and Twitter we're doing loads of things probably shouting out MLW a million times I might throw out a few other little sort of crazy bits next week we are back with the Mount Rushmore because we'll be looking at episode 215 as you know every 25 episodes we pick out who we think stood out in those 25 episodes as well as we'll probably do a rundown of our past Mount Rushmore's to um, see what and predictions. any predictions we made on the last ones it is indeed so that's been pretty exciting itself. it's always a fun show and it's worth getting involved with because 1998 is heating up pretty good we're on our way to living dangerously and um yeah get involved so and if you have your mount rushmore picks then you know remember the rules it is not a popularity contest it's not about the people you like it's about the people who have been present and important for the last 25 shows so you know we always have names on there that we we absolutely despise, but they're everywhere over the show, so they have their, their rights to be included. So if you think you've got your pick for the last 25, get involved out under sports, underscore sports reader. Tell us who your Mount Rushmore for the last 25 would be. Um, it'd be interesting to see some other people's lists. Yeah, massively. We'll, we'll throw it up there. And obviously, like I said, if, if, you, if you've watched them all and just a couple of people have stood out or heard us and you think a couple of characters have stood out, Throw it out there. Get involved with the conversation. It's always appreciated. Have you got anything was, else? Um, hmm? last, 
Mount Rushmore the first time that we had pretty much an exact uh, a matching list. Is that right? Let me have a look. Well, that can be a tease. We can tell people next week, but I think it was. I think that was the first one in all the ones we've done where actually our list is very, very, very close. We were only one person different. But I'll go through the full list, like I said, next week. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Has Scorpio done enough? Mm. Late Todd Gordon running. Oh, God, he's good out there. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Like I said we'll be back next week. Um, get involved. Relive the revolution. Check it out on the network. It's, it's some great shit. And if you're not watching that, watch MLW. Simple as that. Right. Sponsor Daddy. <laughs>